Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hi, hi. How you doing, lovers of, of Disney? Disney? I'm Stacy, and I'm Georgina, and we are here to bring to you a very special episode. Georgina. It is a special episode. So this is the first of our panel discussions. Yes. Look, Georgina and I are both what we'd like to think mm. intellectuals. We'd, we'd call ourselves that. Would other people? <laughs> Who knows? We'll wait and see. We'll see about uh, the feedback. You know, the jury's out. But look, we love a good discussion. We do. We love a great back and forward. Yeah. Over, well, many things. Many topics. Many different topics. But for the purposes of this discussion. <laughs> We're going to focus it on Disney. We're going to focus on Disney because this is, of course, Disney, Disney grown, grown up. up. So what else would we talk about? What else would we talk about? So we're going to do our very first panel discussion. Now, for this panel discussion, it's just going to be us. Yes. We're going to discuss. You and me talking it out. Just killing it. Yeah. As we go on. As we go on. We will have panels that include special guests. Yep. Get some experts. Specialists in areas. Get them in. We'll see. Have a chat. And we have a whole heap of things that we want to talk about, but we also want to talk about what you want to hear about. So do let us know if you have any panel discussions for the future. But for today, we have a quite a broad It is quite a broad topic. Yes. Um, But we thought it was a good starting point. We'll see where it takes us. Yeah. Let's see where that journey takes us. And today... Our topic is, why is Disney special? Yeah. I think that's a great question. It's a big question. It's a big question. But it's a good one. It is a good one. (laughs) It needs to be asked. Now, we have a couple of uh, guiding questions that uh, Georgina and I have come up with. Yeah. So, what we're going to do is we're going to ask these questions. We're going to go through them. Um, As we feel like a conversation is wrapped up, we'll ask the next question and move on. Um, And then at the end, we're going to summarise. We're going to think about what do we learn? What do we think is the crux of… What is our key message? Yeah, what's our key message? Why is Disney special? Why is Disney special? What have we come up with? Exactly. And we're going to summarise it and let's just see… How we go. What what conclusions do we get to? Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to kick us off. Let's kick us off. Let's go. I've got a question that I thought of and this is one that is a good place to start, I reckon. When you think of Disney, Stacey, mm. what do you first think of? What's your gut reaction when someone says Disney? reaction. I think mm. my gut reaction is the hand-drawn animation mm. and this fantasy – fantastical world and the beauty of that world. Mm -hmm. So you're looking at the visuals. Oh, very visual. Very visual of it. Yeah. But also, you know, accompanied with, you know, music and but definitely the first image that comes to mind Mm. is definitely a more traditional, beautiful artwork of the animation animation and, and that whole magical place. 
that Disney creates, really. Is there any particular film that comes to mind for you? I think the particular films that immediately come to mind are those ones that I did watch a lot as a kid. So, like, Beauty and the Beast, The Little Mermaid, Mm -hmm. um, a little bit of Tangled, actually, because that was so stunning. It's beautiful film. Like the visual oh, and that is great. And the, like the opening, like when you get to the tower, it's, just, oh, it's so beautiful. Yes. So I think that's my first, that's the first thing that I think of. Nice. When I think of Disney. Yeah. What about you? Well, I think when I think of Disney, it's more instead of like you looking at the visuals, I think of the feeling. Mm. Like Disney just has this magic mm. feeling. And like as a kid watching it, it's like, wow, these films are so wonderful, there's magic in them, but even the ones without magic per se, it's all just this beautiful feeling around it. And that transcends as well to like your Disneyland and all of everything that's tied in on it. Like it's like I remember as a kid being like, oh, my God, Disneyland is like, has to be the greatest place on earth, as they say. I wanted to go you know, so like, bad. And it was just this beautiful, magical, far-off kingdom yeah. that, like, you could go to. So I think maybe the fairy tale magic aspect and, is what for Disney is for me. And, look, I've always loved fantasy. Yes. That's my favourite genre. If I'm going to read a book, particularly that, like, youth um, young adult, young adult fiction, yes. anything medieval, um, magic, like that's just that's it, that's it, that's, that's it. what I want. And it's funny how you're saying about Disney World or Disneyland. Yeah. Um, I always wanted to go as a kid, and I didn't get to go until I was an adult. Yeah, um, in my you know late twenties, um, and the first one I went to was. Disney Sea, yes, in Tokyo, and I'm really, really glad oh, that that was my first Disney experience because it's so immersive. Yeah. and I remember there was a point I was walking around. I think it was in the um, like the Arabian kind of section, yep. and I was like, I am in a whole different place. <laughs> this is a different land, <laughs> and it's just it's such a beautifully done park. Yeah, um, given it is to the newest one that's been built, it's just it's just stunning, and it is so immersive. Um, and I just that whole feeling, that magic you're talking yeah. about, like you just get taken up in it again yeah. and seeing these people around you and these these kids who are just losing their brains. <laughs> They're all dressed <laughs> up and it's also shit cute. when they see these beautiful like Disney princesses walking around. It's just yeah. um, it's so – it is magical. I think that's yeah, such a good way to describe it, isn't it? I think it's interesting – that that's both of our reactions mm. and yet neither of us think Mickey Mouse, which obviously oh, no. is like the icon. Oh, he's so iconic. He's I- so iconic but he's also not like if you take him away, Disney still stands up, which yeah. I think is an interesting thing. It is interesting and especially, yeah, because that's where it started and, and their whole – started at all. I couldn't – like iconif- oh, I can't think of the word. Iconification, is that the word you're going for? I don't for? even know what I'm going for. <laughs> but that whole, all of their identification and their and their whole yeah. thing was defined around Mickey. And look, Mickey's cool. And there are some Mickey fans out there. Yeah, some who strong Mickey like, fans. Mm, I'm about yeah. the Mickey, but, but Mickey doesn't do it for me. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And, and maybe it's because I didn't grow up. You know, with early in Mickey, that early yeah, area, really watch a lot of mm. Mickey Mouse related um, stuff. What I grew up in my memories of Disney are 
um, well, really the Disney princess era, era, yeah. and and uh, that's what in the feature films. That's mm. what I remember of. Di- di- although I did watch a lot of Saturday Disney, um, morning Disney. Yeah, that was the Disney cartoons and classic. Yeah, so good. So, so good. In fact, I'm not a morning person, as you well know. Oh, I do know. And as a child, I would get up at 7 o'clock to watch Saturday Morning Disney. That's a mark of dedication. Mate, I was a dedicated fan. (laughs) And I remember um, as a child, this is like one of the most defining moments of my youth. Yeah. When my dad's like, Stacey, we can tape the cartoons. (laughs) Like, I can record it for you. And you can watch it. And then you can sleep in and then you can watch it when you wake up. And I was like, what is so I'd wake up. I'd like sleep in till nine thirty. That was my mm. sleep in time, and then I'd wake up at nine thirty because that was when the cartoons ended. Yeah, and then I'd like just check, make sure that it ended. Yes, it had, and then I would stop the tape, rewind the tape, and then watch all watch the cartoons. <laughs> that's it. That's the life, and that's like such a. That was my routine. Like Disney was part of my life. Yeah. Um, every Saturday, you know, that was, you know, you go to school and then you can't wait for Saturday morning when the cartoons are on. It's like, that is where it is at. Um, so yeah, I think it's It's more of the Mickey cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for me, Mickey has a bit of a contentious place Mm. because Fantasia, those of you who've seen it, it's great. I love it. It is great. But a little bit about me as a child, I was terrified (laughs) of the Sorcerer's Apprentice Mickey. Like not, not the dinosaurs killing each other. Not nah. the night of Ball Mountain. Because nah, nah, nah. oh, that, that happens in real life. life. That's, that's just that's just science. But something about Sorcerer's Apprentice terrified <laughs> me. I can't even tell you now what it was. Do you know, maybe it's that whole. You know, as a kid, and you you're very impulsive yeah. and curious as a child, yeah, and you that do sums things. Me up. Yep. And, and then you're like, <laughs> this oh, not there's gone. repercussions. <laughs> this is not gone the way I thought. It gonna go and then you're like oh my god I'm gonna get in so much trouble trouble. and that fear I think that's that's what what that capsules like that whole like fear of I did the thing I I thought it'd be fun and now it's gone wrong and now my mom's gonna come and yell at me later I've broken the brooms I've stolen the broom anyway and I don't know how to stop it and I don't know how to fix it but I know I'm gonna get in so much trouble (laughs) Mickey but now and in Disneyland and everything, mm. the Sorcerer's Apprentice Mickey is the icon that you have everywhere. Yeah. So it's a little bit of a love-hate for me with the Sorcerer's Apprentice imagery oh. everywhere, but it's all right. I've, I've moved past it now. Yeah. But and I think that's, uh, that was my relationship with Mickey for a long time. <laughs> and I think too that that magic, the magic is the immersion yeah. for me. Yeah. I need to be immersed. I need to feel like I'm transported into a different world. And that's why I said I was really glad I did start with Disney mm. Sea because that park did mm. it so well. Oh, when we, we went to Disney Tokyo, Disneyland the next day, um, it was raining, disclaimer. It was <laughs> raining and my Not shoes ideal did leak and I did spend, I don't even, I lost hours of that day just looking for new shoes yeah. and new socks because idiot me was wearing stockings and anyway, it was a whole thing. There's a whole thing. Um, but, um, but it wasn't quite the immersive experience that yeah. – Disney C was. Mm. Um, I still enjoyed it, but it did feel a little bit more like a theme park, whereas Disney C felt like I had been transported to a new magical you are world. There. And You're then there. but multiple magical worlds. Like I could be in one world and then I would just walk a couple minutes and I'd be and in a completely else. different world. And and even just waiting for rides there was like the most beautifully yeah. spectacular thing I've ever seen. So um for me I think it's that 
being in a completely new place in a completely new world where anything is possible. Yeah, because you do feel like that when you're at Disneyland. Yeah. Like, but, but even just watching Disney films. Yeah. I mean, you know, my first impression was that beautiful um, – the animation in those worlds and I can see how beautiful and green and how hopeful that place is and how mm. magical. And, and I think the thing that draws me to magic is that – the, the hope and the belief in the impossible yeah. that, you know, we have live these, you know, sometimes very mundane lives, mm. but in a Disney world, anything is possible. Yeah. And that was really exciting to me as a child who was quite imaginative and had this, you know, extensive yeah. fairy universe in my backyard. <laughs> um, that course. was a pretty exciting thing. And I think the other thing with Disney is because of how they animate, it feels magical but it also feels real. Yes. It's the, it's the borderline of these things you feel like they can happen but they're magical enough. They're and I think real. that's the tone Disney strikes. That's yeah. the, the extra thing that it does. It's that real people in unreal situations yeah. and, the, and the decisions that they make and the, and the choices and, and the people around them, it, it's all very familiar mm. um, yet set in this – world that's so s- separate enough that you can work through that without being you know confronted with it yeah um you know directly um and I, and I think I think that's a big part of what makes mm. Disney special um for me anyway yeah I think it's interesting as well because obviously both of us it's very much linked to our childhood and experiences yes. nostalgia yeah. and that is my a big part. I think that's probably our next lead on question yeah. is the role of nostalgia in people's love for Disney yeah, how important is nostalgia, and is that part of what makes Disney so special? Is this carry on from our childhood? And I think it definitely does. It plays a big part because so much of it, when you look back, you know, discussing with other people, what they take back is, oh, I remember watching this as a kid, and mm. I remember doing that. Like I have memories of watching it with my brother and sister and it's like oh yeah we'd all sit down and watch this and so it becomes more than just about the Disney world it's about your world and it links the two and I think it's that unification isn't it I mean Mm. my brother and sister I love them dearly but we're very different people Mm. um and I was the oldest which already separates you I think as um siblings um a little bit because you always get that little bit more in trouble whenever (laughs) something goes down because you're the oldest and you should know better um but you know, Disney was something that we did all enjoy. Yeah. Um, we might have liked different movies better for whatever reason, but we did all like them. Yeah. Um, and that was something that we could do together. And I think it's – I like Disney in terms of the range of what it has because yeah. I remember Lion King was one that we all would watch because my brother would like Lion King, I'd like Lion King. Some mm. of the princess ones – Maybe not so much fussed on, but you've got ones like Aladdin that's got, you know, these beautiful characters that appeal to everyone. Yeah. And so it, it brings you together rather than being like, oh, only I want to watch that, I only want to watch that. So you've got something that every family can kind of like um, enjoy together. Yeah, and, and it's interesting. I, I remember my um, – as, as a child talking to my mum about the Disney movie she loved and she yeah. remembered, um, you know, going to see – um, I think Snow White in the mm. in the cinema, like yeah. that was a big thing to go and see that. Um, it must have been re-released because <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, not, the timeline add up? Does the timeline um, add up in 1937? Yeah. Um, but um, you know, her memories of going to see these Links these movies it. and um, 
and uh, yeah, it's it's um, it was special for her when she was remembering seeing yeah. these movies. And I have memories. Some of my very early childhood memories are based around Disney. Yeah, I remember seeing um, the Jungle Book in the mm. cinemas, and I I don't know where it was. Um, I do remember like a big escalator. For some reason, that escalator <laughs> so it sticks in your brain. Imprinted. Um, but I think I was just excited, and I think I just remember that moment of excitement, and I just happened to be there at that yeah. moment. Um, but I also remember um, shared this in an earlier podcast where um, I was in hospital when I was five, and I remember yeah. watching The Little Mermaid, and I was so obsessed with it. Like, yeah. just so obsessed. Um, <laughs> Um, and part of that was, you know, obviously a distraction um, from what was happening. But um, I just loved it. You've got it. that vivid memory for it. Yeah, yeah. so, so clear in my mind. Like mm. if I close my eyes, I can actually picture the the hospital where I – like the room where I was You've in. Got that I was in, in the child's ward and I was the only child. I was very spoiled because <laughs> all the nurses of were like, course. oh, she's so of cute. Of course you would be. Um, but, um, yeah, I just – have it's so clearly imprinted these – these Disney yeah. movies. Um, I remember um, once watching a movie and it was a bit a Disney. I think it was. I think it was one of the Donald Duck mm. varieties. Yeah, and it was a bit scary or something. So, as the oldest responsible child, I put my hand around my sister and was like, "It's okay. It's just a movie. You don't need to be scared." And she like slapped me. Off. <laughs> She's like, "I'm fine Get off me now. I'm fine." Um, but yeah, it's it's so. Imprinted, and when I when I look at my favorites, my favorites are from that Renaissance from era, that era, which were all released in my childhood, yeah, um, or in our childhood. So I do think that plays a massive um, role in it. Part, and I, and I think now now we have all of these live action remakes. Yes, that makes them both exciting and not, not exciting. as exciting. <laughs> Well, because it's if someone's messing with your childhood memories, obviously. Right? Like it it's makes it different. But then you think of all the children who that is going to be their memory. And like, look, when we look back on some of our Disney movies, you look at them and you're like, oh, why did I love this movie <laughs> so much? Like they're not necessarily all the most wonderfully pot-driven correct movies, mm. but because of your memory and your link to them, you make them like that. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see in generations gone by, like the the generation yeah, that's growing yeah, up yeah. now with these live action remakes, yeah. what their take on the movie is because obviously that will be their primary and then the animated one will be like, Oh, what was this weird version? <laughs> that was what? What? Oh, do what people used to doing? watch this? Uh-huh. But it's also because you're talking about like your parents and out nostalgia. Yeah. But we watched in my family like my mum's favorite ones. Yeah. Like, so we watched Aristocats a lot because mum loves it. But like, well, it's a good, it's movie. a great movie. But it was you know that older era one. So mm. you know I really enjoy it. Yeah. Again, because of those memories well, to we- it, not necessarily because. It was released in my time. Yeah, because we had Snow White and Pinocchio yes. on VHS. Yes. Um, as you did. Um, <laughs> back in the day. Back in the day. And we – well, and of course many others, but I do remember those. And I remember that we had them because they they yeah. were tied to my mother's memories yeah. of Disney. Um, and then she's like, oh, this is a good one, you know, well, you get Watch it for the this. kids and you pass yeah. it on. And I know – you know, for my hypothetical future children, I'm excited 
for them to watch some yeah. of these movies. You're like, the first you time. will watch this and you will yeah. enjoy it, children. Yeah. And it's and it's funny teaching now, teaching teenagers yeah. as we both are, um, what movies they love. Yeah, and it's what interesting they, to see. I mean, with our beautiful sister podcast, Disney vs. Disney Debates. Yes. Um, right before we started those debates, we had the bracket and yes. I um, my kids had had a uh, this is grade this is last year so they were in grade nine mm. and um they had a big um they had a lot of exams that day and I'm like, we're not doing it exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, that. you know what I'm gonna do? And this is our like um like our life schools yeah. lesson. So I'm like, I'm gonna I'm gonna get to the other stuff I have to in the last half hour, but the first bit we're gonna talk about Disney. Disney. And so we did all the bracket and put it all up there and I got them to vote. For the their know, bracket picks. To the win and, and, and get yeah. it down. And it was really interesting what they picked. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, movies I chose, mm. I was – there were some of them I'm like, how – very day. Why? You. Why have you chosen how? And also, <laughs> some of them are, they were laughing because I was so angry <laughs> that they picked <laughs> the wrong one. But a lot of it was around their childhood. Yeah. And, you know, like Winnie the Pooh, Adventures oh, of Winnie the Pooh. Now, Winnie like, the Pooh. beautiful, but I didn't really, I didn't really watch it as a oh, kid. I don't I really have any so memories of it. it. Um, Whereas the kids I taught, they were like, oh, yes. And it went through and I was like, really? So it's, yeah. it's really interesting seeing, um, what, the, their what their movies from. were. And even more interesting, I think, to see the winner, which is of of that and what the movie they yeah. did think was the best, which was well before when they were born. Um, yeah. And in fact was The Lion King, um, mm. which again shows how pervasive that movie was, but yeah. it didn't come out until um, was it the late 90s. So yeah. they it would definitely have not been born at that time. Mm. So it's interesting. And I, and I think that nostalgia – does play such a huge part in, in that magicalness of Disney. Yeah. And I think it's an interesting thing, again, going back to the Disney versus Disney debate. Mm. Sister podcast, listening to people's arguments, people are getting so impassioned because they love a certain movie right. so much and they're they really like, no. And it's that emotion. I love it. And I remember at uni when I was studying to be a psychologist, we I did this assignment on um, on memory mm. and about how memory changes and um, the amygdala is our fight flight response. Um, but a lot of memory is actually stored there and, and part of that is and very emotional memories because yeah. your body needs to keep you safe and your brain needs to keep you safe and you need to remember the stuff you had big reactions to because that could kill you. <laughs> yep. um, and so often it, as you get older you do lose a lot of memory but your memory functions differently. When you're younger you remember a lot of details. When you're older a lot of your memories are emotional yeah. Emotion related, and when you remember stuff from kids, it often is emotion it's related because it's more pervasive because it's more useful to you as you go through your life and navigate the scary world that could hurt you. Um, and so, I do think it is—it's such a powerful motivator. Emotions are so powerful mm. as a motivator, and especially you know our childhood where it's so it's the world is so confusing yeah um those really powerful emotional memories do really tie it over um so I do think it, it has played such an important part on our fondness and like you said mm. our defense yeah. uh, when somebody attacks the scene like, we, no. we have this emotional tie to it is like a personal affront because it is personal yeah because because that's part of your childhood and you can't, mm. you know, how dare someone say that that's not good or that's not okay when that was so 
important to you, maybe even influential to you at that really scary, important time of your life. Yeah. It's interesting. And it leads us to another question, I think, which is about what, linking back to what makes Disney so special, we've talked a lot about how it links to nostalgia and everything, Mm. but why is it that with those strong links, why is Disney being able to be successful over so many different eras? Because mm. we've talked about, you know, with this era of parents and us and then the children, but why is it that Disney has been able to keep going for this time? Well, maybe let's let's review the, er- the eras. Yeah, let's look at the eras. Very quickly so we can um, sort of climatise ourselves and, yeah. and, and centre ourselves on that. So we have the Golden Age, mm-hmm. so that's from 1937 to 1942. The start and of it. That's the start. So yeah. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, Pinocchio, Fantasia, Dumbo, Bambi. So there's very original feature-length animated films. Yep. Um, and that, of course, is the Golden Age. It's the beginning. Of course, it's going to be the Golden yeah, Age. Yeah, it's where it all begins. Um, and then – we move into the wartime era, yep. so that's 1943 to 1949, of course, around World War II. Um, that's the, oh gosh, Saludos Amigos, the Three Caballeros, the um, Make Mine Music, that's Melody Time, Adventures yep. of, um, oh, I said this Ichabod. wrong. Ichabod. Ichabod <laughs> and Mr. Toad. I was going to say can't say Ichabod. the word Ichabod. It's fine, oh, guys. We've had this Ichabod. discussion. Ichabod. Ichabod? <laughs> what is Again, the Ichabod here? Well, that's, that's not whole, one from my childhood. Story. Um, the war t- interesting, that wartime era I feel like is a lesser known. I feel yeah. like those collection, because obviously – War influencing has obviously made it and they makes did. the impact on arts produced and everything yeah, like that. Yeah, the, with the whole like um, budgets and yeah, fact budgets that people and were off people fighting. obviously <laughs> not like oh I'll go see a movie and they were fighting. So yeah. I th- that impacted Disney quite a lot. When I mean, when we will look more at the scenes mm. in terms of production later on in our podcast, but that did have a big impact before they were able to recoup and move into their next age. Definitely. Which, is which the was the Silver, Silver Age. age. Mm. So 1950 to 59. Um, so this is Cinderella, Alice in Wonderland, Peter Pan, Lady in the Tramp, Sleeping Beauty, 101 Dalmatians, um, Sword in the Stone, Jungle Book. So those those movies. Yeah. Um, also known as the Restoration Age, yeah. I guess, because then they're going yeah, back to back. making budget full-length films um, and the animation's really good. Gorgeous. This yeah. is this is some of the most beautiful work, I mm. think. Very stylized. Yes. Um, oh, so pretty. Anyway, um, maybe we may even do a whole other <laughs> well, thing we'll on just the errors, but anyway, and the animation um, by themselves. Then we've got the Bronze Age at seventy to um, eighty-eight. Yep. Um, so that's Aristocats, Robin Hood, um, Winnie the Pooh, The Rescuers, Fox and the Hound, Oliver and Company. Those kind of. Um, films. Oh, the Black Cauldron as well. Oh, um, yes. So this was. An interesting time. It's kind of an in-between era. It I is. Feel it is a bit. It's those movies that you're kind of like, oh, yeah, that was a Disney movie. Yeah. It, it's kind of like this modern uh, take that they try to do and moved away from these traditional fairy tales that they, they focus yeah. on quite a lot in the Silver More Age. original stories. More original stories or, or stories based on books. Um yeah. Uh, like more modern books, I should yeah. say. Interesting. Then we moved on to the oh, Renaissance. Now this is – This is peak Disney. Peak. This is the movement. And, again, it's from 89 to 99. So this is right in our childhood yep. time. So we've got The Little Mermaid, um, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, The Lion King, Pocahontas, Hunchback of Notre Dame, Hercules, mm. Milan, Tarzan, like just really – 
Oh, every one I of those. I would say the most iconic Disney movies fall in that, that period. Yeah, but again. Currently. Currently. Iconic because they were so. But, but I yeah. would say they are probably the most well-known and most yeah. referenced Disney movies. Um, so beautiful. And then we have the post-Renaissance era, so 2000 yep. to 2009. So that was stuff like um, Fantasia 2000, yep. Emperor's New Groove, Atlantis, The Lost Empire, Lilo and Stitch, Treasure Planet. Um, Brother Bear, Chicken Little, yeah. Bolt, that kind of stuff. Um, moving into more CGI animation. Yeah, changing that animation style, I feel, in that yeah, era. Big, there was a lot of differences big coming through. Yeah. Um, and then the revival, revival. era. Mm-hmm. So that's where we are now from 2010 until yeah. now. So that's um, Princess and the Frog, Tangled, Winnie the Pooh, Wreck-It Ralph, Frozen, Big Hero 6. So again – Oh, Moana, yes. Yeah. Moana's not on this list, but yeah, oh. definitely would yeah. would be up there. Um so um we can see that there's there is the distinct eras. Yeah, very distinct. And I think that's part of Disney's success is that they keep in tune with what's current. Yeah. Definitely. It's like reinvent not completely reinventing themselves, but enough to change with the times. Yeah, exactly. Like they they see what people want. They're working and adapting and, and moving forward yeah. into and the I, new eras. And I think it's – yeah, they're so adaptable. That is helping with their longevity yeah. as far as keeping them relevant and, and in the cultural, you know, yes. spectrum. Sphere. Sphere. I yeah. remember when um, The Princess and the Frog was announced. Yes. As going back to like 2D – animation I was so excited because obviously that that is what I want from Disney like yes it's great all the things that they were doing with their animation styles and everything was wonderful and groundbreaking it looks cool yeah but I'm also like when I see Disney I want hand-drawn 2D animation just that's what I want want stunning hand-painted backgrounds yep those beautiful like layering effects oh and so I remember going to the cinemas and we were there with like a bunch of small children I'm like I don't even like get out of my way I'm ready for this (laughs) elbowing chucking some elbows there was but it was little kids dressed up as princesses and it was so beautiful and that for me is a memory as being like or we're back into Disney. Yep. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're ready. We've got something new and fresh. Yeah. And I feel like that started it. And then because Tangled came not long after, I mm. believe, mm. wasn't too far. And we were like, yes, Disney princess. And whilst the animation with that obviously is very different, yeah. I feel like it kept very formulaic in terms of your traditional Disney. Yeah. So they updated the animation, but yeah. they went back to that fairy tale. Yeah. Which is what you think Disney of. So I felt like they've tread the line between it, you know, referencing its nostalgia and its origins and giving something fresh. And I think you've just tapped onto something there as far as like a return to classic Disney with Princess and the Frog and Tangled, which both feature princesses. Yeah. And that was one of, you know, my questions about the Disney princess movement. Yeah. Is that key to Disney's... Specialness, Disney's success. Well, when you think Disney, obviously the Disney princesses spring to mind. That is what is very iconic about Disney. That lineup of princesses, I can see it in my head. (laughs) I see it there. And the fact that we were getting new Disney princesses was so amazing. And like I say, you see the little girls dressed up as Disney princesses and everything like that. So I think it 
is so central. But what I do like about New Disney and mm. they're still using princesses, they're giving people princesses because that's what we want. That's, that's what the people want. That's what the people want. But they are looking back at some of the princesses and being like, oh, that character wasn't maybe the strongest. <laughs> this is like um, I discussed an earlier podcast about yeah. um, about Ariel and yeah. how like you watch Little Mermaid yep. and at the start you're like, yeah, Ariel's so great. And then as an adult you're like, Ursula has Ursula's some got good, some good points. points. I mean her whole thing about like you've got your face, <laughs> your, your beautiful assets. It's like Why you don't you need, need a, a voice. voice. Men don't like that anyway. Men don't like women who speak. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, she's not. She's not wrong. Wrong to a point. Uh, but also, you know, try to. It's like you can't just leave for some bloke you've you just, just looked seen. at. You've looked at. You've, they've not even had an interaction. But she's like, but daddy, I love, I him. love him. And you're like, Ariel, go home. And that's what in Frozen I love so much when they have the sequence and Anna's like, I'm going to marry you. Yes. And I was like, you can't marry a guy you just, just met. met. So I feel like Disney is becoming aware of that. And yeah. so they're not not giving us princesses, which is what we want. Yeah. But they're giving these princesses these beautiful characters yeah. and these beautiful traits that are something to look up to I, rather than just the pretty looks. And, and I, I love that. Oh, 100%. And I, yeah. and I love – and that's why, you know, Belle's such a favourite of mine yeah. as far as Disney princesses that we talked about in previous episodes because she had such spirit and she yeah. was fiery and she didn't back down and she spoke her mind and I just thought that was so empowering as a kid and I and at a time where like a lot of media didn't center around female characters yeah. and female protagonists mm-hmm. were they perfect no, no. <laughs> but they they were something and it's they better were than real. nothing and you look, know? to be fair um, as a child, I would be making decisions like Ariel would because I am a child. Well, I was a child and <laughs> and children make not really sound decisions a lot of the yeah. time. They need adults to be like, mate, calm, you're fine. I mean, was Triton, did he, he go tried. about it the right way? No. Uh, uh, <laughs> questionable. But, I mean, he gave it a go. He was um, there. As parents do, they give it a he go it a and, and then they learn. Um, but – it was representation and it was it was something to aspire to and see yourself in. Yeah. And I think it's particularly with our newer princess. I mean, Moana is just. Oh, I love Moana. Icon. She is. She's great. So good. And the way she's written and the way that it's not a love story and she's she's doing the right thing and she's following her heart and, and what she feels is her calling, even when it's hard. And, I mean, yeah. Grandma gave her an out. She's like, if it's too hard. It's okay. Yeah. It's all right. You're not a bad person if you decide that this it's is too hard. You. you are a child. That's okay. It's, you know, it's up to you. And and it was up to Moana. She did make that decision. And I think that's that is a powerful and for a woman of color, particularly yeah. to be represented on our screens. Yay. Um, yes. Oh, little side note. Casting for live action Little Mermaid. Yes. Girl, I am yes. so excited I'm for it. I'm so keen. Another I'm loving it. fantastic choice to really represent yeah. who who we are as people. I'm, yeah, modern, I'm modern society, basically. Girl, They're I'm, updating I'm for it. it. I'm for it. I think I'm ready. I think she's gonna be fantastic. Gonna be great. Um but yeah, I think they this Disney power power princesses 
really is in, well, it's instrumental to my love of Disney. Yeah. Definitely, you know, when I think about the movies that I love, they are very central around a Disney princess. So Mulan or, or Beauty and the yeah. Beast or Little Little Mermaid, those are my my core favourites. Favourite. And they're all centred around a really strong, awesome woman. And I think that's just such a powerful thing. And I think that really has been a huge part about what makes Disney so special. Mm. Are they monopolising on it? Yeah. Yes. Are they, are they pushing it forward to make some, some money? Yes. Yeah. But – um, I mean, I am a willing but also consumer. there is nothing wrong no. with having small children put on their princess dress and feel amazing. There is just nothing wrong with bringing that, that joy to the exactly, world. Exactly, and that empowering. You know, I can take on the world, and I can. I can do anything. I can do anything. I can make a change. I can, and I can be heard. Yeah. I think that's such a powerful message for young women that their voice is important and it can be heard. Um, and I think for young men as well. Yeah, I mean, true. I, really, like a lot of the people I love from movies and look up to are male. Yeah. And I don't see any reason why, you know, young you can't, boys yeah. can't look up to a young female, female and be like, what a boss. I want to be like. I want to be like Ariel. You know, um, or Merida. Yeah. Merida what is great. Oh, Brave, yes. Quality. Oh, she gets stuff she done. Is fierce and I love her. Yes. And and um I think too that vehicle of working through, you know, this kind of stuff and these challenges mm. and overcoming, I think it's just such a um key to Disney's Success. magic and yeah. power. Yeah, definitely. Mm. So speaking of speaking of all of this. Yes. What is the future of Disney? What? How mm. is Disney going to keep 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 being itself going? This magic, keep being special, keep being new and relevant to today. Today, well, obviously, for Disney at the moment, we've got all the live action remakes. Yes, that's what Disney sense tends to be now trending towards. Yeah, which is which a thing. is. I mean, <laughs> good and bad. Mm. Like I say, it is great to see that kids will now have exposure to these stories as a new release. Yes. Things like that yes. is great. Is there a need for it to be live action? Probably not. No. That is my issue. Is it enhancing the story? Mm. Is it making it better? Maybe, maybe not. Is it all stunt casting? And we'll have an episode where we talk about stunt Mm. casting. I don't want to talk about it too much now. But is it just a vehicle for these famous actors to be like, I'm in a Disney movie? Is it just a vehicle to make money out of nostalgia? And get people who grew up with these brilliant movies to come and see them again. Yeah. And to be fair, it's not a solely Disney thing. that is fair. It is of a what trend. we're seeing in the movies at the moment are remakes, or reboots, sequels. sequels. That's uh, that's what we've got. That is I, what a lot of our movie base, and that's what sells. And I guess because people have a concept that they can like. Oh yeah, I know that. I'll come back. Yeah. So I don't think it's Disney and I guess alone it's playing on. You know, it's the era of television, the yeah. golden age and of TV s- and streaming, and and so we want to. No characters, we want to build them and we want to grow with them and see where they go and develop. Yeah. I mean, that's why I love Game of Thrones. Yes. You have these really like these characters characters. who are just. Grow with. 
and and at the end you you grow to love them because you know them in a deeper level and i and i guess some they're trying to attempt that i guess with the sequels you know these characters you're familiar with them we don't have to explain them we yeah. don't have to do an origin story we can build on yeah, that straight into but it you know what's happening at the end of the day also is that story necessary and and that's why i loved it, what i loved about the incredibles is that it was such a great movie and and Brad Bird the director and writer just waited until he had the perfect story to make a until sequel. He was ready for it. He, he could have made one straight out of the box. It was a oh, very yeah, money movie. would have been there. Um, but he's like, nah, I'm not. I'm just not going to pump it out for money. I'm going to wait until I have the story that does these characters justice. Yeah. And the fact that he waited 14 years to do that, I think, is rad. Um, and and it showed. It was a it was a fantastic follow up. Um, but again, it's not quite as it's never going to be quite as be special same. as that original movie, and I, and it's a different TV and, and film is just such a different. I feel like format. Different live actions are serving different purposes. I feel yes. obviously the live action trailer for Mulan has just dropped. Now that? I've said before, Mulan mm. is like my favorite. Mm. The songs, the music, the mushu—that's so what I love about it. But obviously, it is inspired by this folklore, yes, legend of Mulan. Correct. And so I feel like the live action for this looks like it's taking it back to that traditional um, story. And so I feel like it's serving a different purpose. Yes. I mean, obviously we've not seen the movie yet. We will discuss it when it does come out. But I feel like that for this live action version, it's serving a different purpose. And I don't hate that. And I don't mind it. I mean, will I miss the music? Yes. But it's – it looks like it's going a completely different role, which yeah. will be interesting. Whereas Lion King, oh. <sighs> I mean, it looks great, but do I need to see a real lion sing, I just can't wait to be king? Do Does that enhance s- my world? But do you want to see a real lion that has no emotional expression capacity? Do things. Do things. Yeah. I mean, there is a great meme and we will put it oh, we'll onto put it on Facebook. Facebook. Of like <laughs> all the different beautiful reactions and, and movies oh yeah and then the, Simba has yeah, and then it's like real life and just like and again we'll reserve judgment till we, we see will. it we will but. we will but I don't at the, first when they were saying live action linking I was like yes and then I was like but but the, it's not a real lion and it's not it's it's not live action because it's animated because it's still one. fully animated. But also, like, just so because you can doesn't, doesn't mean, mean you should. should. And at the end of the day, it's a business. They've got to make money. Oh, and you know, they're doing very they're poorly. They're doing very poorly. But you, that's what they're there for. And so if people see yes. it, and that, that's but the driving it comes, force behind it. But it also comes at a loss to to originality. But does and it you. take away from the original? If the but live not, action is bad, it doesn't take away origi- from the original. But they're not creating original no. content because they're wasting this time on remaking on that. stuff they've already done. Yeah, because they know it'll sell. I know, but that's just... It's lazy. It's, it's yeah. so lazy. I mean, look at these beautiful eras that we just went through. Yeah. Is there any era of remakes? No. Because well, that's we're what it'll be in the it. remake era oh, now. It's going to be the remake era. And it'll be oh. interesting to see how long this live action remake um, duration goes on for. Where will they stop? <laughs> when will, when they will stop? it stop? Um, mm. And will they go back to – will there be a fatigue? Like, will there be a viewer fatigue I'm of this fatigued. live action remake? I'm fatigued. I mean, I didn't mind Aladdin. I'll say it. Aladdin I was it. fun. I had fun. It was very fun. It was fun. 
had a lot of jams. Lots of jams. <laughs> that was great. And, and I feel like, yes, La- Aladdin is one of the ones I was like, I feel like the yeah. live actionness of it is okay. Yeah, it added works. to the story. It was it was different in that the, the people, you know, the actors didn't try and recreate anything from yeah, they just did they weren't the, completely their ripping own and just the script and going look, from that. I was I was mad that I provided my money <laughs> to, to support to support it another live action remake, but, but I did actually enjoy this fun. film in and yeah. of itself. So I mean, I think it's interesting. It's an interesting era to see where we go from, mm. from here. Because obviously, hindsight twenty twenty, when we look back on the eras, we can see what's happening. And yeah. there has been dips and dodgy eras before. Yeah. So there has, it, and they've recovered. It, will we have a second renaissance? Oh, in a, in a few hope. years, fingers crossed. Will it we soon. return to beautiful hand drawn animation? Yeah, because I personally, I prefer hand drawn animation. To CGI. I'm like, great, well, that looks like a real tree. Sure, I can go outside and look at a real tree. <laughs> like, I'm aware of what a tree looks like. I have seen many <laughs> I a have tree. seen trees. I've seen water. Great. Ooh, the water was fancy to me. Look, and I mean. I mean. And this is. Yes, when it's we, a technical feat, yeah. but. And when we talk about Disney being special and Disney having that magic, I don't look to this era. No. I look to previous ones, yeah. particularly that Renaissance. And and there was something really special, I mean, particularly being driven by, you know, Alan Menken and Howard Ashman oh, who are just music. Oh. We've not even touched on the music. Oh, the music. Yet. But I mean oh. but you have these people and I think these people come across and, and they they're these magical people and they make this magic happen. Yeah. And at the moment we're just trying to recapture and recreate previous magic, magic but when you try and recapture something mm. it's the same and he, like you said it's a trope in Hollywood at the moment yeah. everyone's doing it and look I love a revisioning I guess I, I enjoy it but it, it, when you try and recapture magic that happened because of this group of people who came and it just organically mm. happened when you try and make organic like clinical, it doesn't work. Yeah, when you formulate because we're to humans and we love that human interaction and that that creativity and and that ingenuity, and you don't get that as much when you're trying to, to recreate something rather than making a new story. And I think that's what like Frozen was so successful, yeah. and it was that combination of team and that combination of music, story, and animation all. The people leading it clearly new. coming together, and look at with how a fresh take. Crazy that went. It yeah. went enormous. It made billions of dollars in in merchandise. Yeah. And, you know, kids running around and Elsa out. Let it go. Was, Let it go. It's was a still phenomenon. around everywhere. It's crazy, and it's become this like pop cultural reference where, yeah. like, if someone says "Let it go," everyone's like, "Ah." It's a very you know small chance that someone's not going to sing "Let It Go" at you. Yeah. I mean. And that I think it's that spark of that new and the creative and and rather than again remaking yeah. something and Moana as well I feel like did a similar yeah, thing again um, you know because it's it was different and it's fresh and again that team that brought it together mm. had that <laughs> I I know why you're laughing because of uh, course the magical Lin Manuel Miranda involved Shoshina in the music is my favorite my favorite person who will be doing the music for the live-action Little Mermaid I know, with we were Alan Menken. Oh, what a team. <gasps> what a team, what a team. I'm oh. excited because I feel like together they'll come up with some good stuff. Quality. But, again, it's that fresh take. It's not just, yep. okay, let's rehash yep. Elton John songs for Lion King. 
<laughs> I mean, Beyonce is doing a song or something for it. She so, is. I mean, she's doing Shadowlands from the musical. Oh, she's not apparently. It's a new what? song. Maybe it's she a has new a new song. one. I'm sure she's, she's Shadowlands. written something for it. Of course, she has. Could she be post credit. It was written for. Yeah, her. we'll have to clarify mm, a fact there clarify. or two. Let's fact check that. We'll fact check that. But yes, it'll be interesting. It's interesting to look at the future. I think. To so, what's I think it's time. I it's think it's time, time to summarize. <sighs> Lots so to summarize. <laughs> So our overarching theme, overarching mm, question. For this question. Why is Disney special? And I think we use the word magical a lot. So I'm, I'm going to add yeah. that too. Why is Disney special? Why is Disney magical? magical. And I think we've looked at nostalgia, obviously, yeah. I think is a big part. Big key. That childhood influence I think is a big thing um, that comes into it from mm. all aspects. Mm. I think the – the fantasy element of it, yeah, definitely, is a big part. The fantasy mixed with reality, yes, I feel like is a nice, yeah, real way to put it. Characters in unreal in fantasy situations. situations, fantasy situations, yeah. I think that kind of and boils I think, it down, and I think at its core, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but Disney has to be for kids first, yeah. I love the movies. I love how they layer it. I think it's really clever. Yeah. Um, and I do think they should layer it because, then again, that longevity, I mean, if there's beautiful stuff in there for the kids and then there's stuff for the adults, you get different Great. layers as you rewatch it, you know, in different times of your life, 100%. But I think the magic for me and what makes Disney special is empowering kids. Yeah. And that feeling of empowerment that we have from those movies as a child that we carry with us into the future. And that's what makes those movies so, so special special to us and so iconic and so emotionally invested in invested them. <laughs> why we're so why it is personal and why we do have our favorite movies and why we do have these stories about why they're special. Um, because when you're talking to a child and you're helping them through what they're going yeah. through I think that's the key personally mm. to that Disney magic I think just the one other thing that I just think it has is it's just happiness mm. and it's joy at its heart that's what Disney's meant to be about so joyous is the joy and the happiness that it creates kids adults whether you're looking back or it's a new memory that's what I feel like Disney's all about. And I think as much as I love picking them apart and I love dumping yeah. on certain aspects <laughs> slash certain movies. Of them. Of, of them. I do love them. Yeah. Even even when you have to – if you don't like a, a Disney movie or you don't like certain aspects, there's still so much to love. Yeah. Um, and even when it's imperfect, I find myself going, oh, I know it's not perfect, but damn it. I don't I, even care. I don't even care. I, even I love care. it despite myself. Yeah. It's – you know, it just brings happiness to people, and that's yeah. what I like. Yeah, that's what I think Disney's about, and I think Disney does that well. And I mm. hope they continue. And I, and I think that's part of my frustrations at the moment. This current era mm. is is don't lose your way, Disney. Mm. If you're listening, if you're listening, Disney, don't lose your way. <laughs> Listen don't. to us. We know things. <laughs> Please, Disney. <laughs> we representing the people. Don't don't become about just making that remake money. life. Yeah. And just and just milking people, f- milking yeah. that nostalgia for a profit. I think that is if Disney does continue that. Not saying they're hundred percent, but it seems to be a big motivator. Yeah. But if they go down that path, 
I think that's going to ring even with Disney's, you know, recent acquisitions. I I Mm. just think that will be sadly the end of, of this Disney animated fairy tale magic that we all love. Um, Let's go towards the second renaissance era. Second renaissance. That's what we want. Come on. Second renaissance. Second renaissance. Second renaissance. All right. That's what we want. (laughs) So we'll leave it on that. We're going to leave it there. We're going to leave it on that. Yeah. What do you think? What are your opinions? I mean, what haven't we touched on? Do we did we miss anything glaring in our discussions? You got to tell us. Let us know. I mean, Let us know we your are, opinions. We are a podcast for the people of Disney. We the are Disney for the lovers. Disney people. We we want to know. What do you think? Mm. Do you like the live action remakes? Are you really going to come and like bash us up because of our bashing of the live action? <laughs> because we're dissing it, you know. Or or you like us and you see merit in some and and are worried about others. Or yeah. or do you just think all of them need to go in the trash <laughs> and they're all worthless? And tell us. I, I want to know. Yeah, yeah. Tweet us. Tweet us. Facebook. Instagram. Us. Facebook. Meme us. Meme, send yes, us memes. always memes, please. If in doubt, always memes. send a meme. If you want to disagree with us, send a meme yep. with it and we'll be like. And we will listen. <laughs> we will listen to the memes. We will listen anyway, but memes particularly yeah. speak to us on a deep emotional, yeah. spiritual level. Well, Georgina. Well, Stacey. I think we're done. I think we're done discussion. for today. That's it. That's it. I think we're Thank done. you for listening. Thank you for listening to our <laughs> Reds. If you do have a topic that you'd like us to wax lyrical about, let us know. Let us know. Um, and we'll see you in the future. And we will see you in the future, Disney lovers. Have a fantastic day. a mess. War, famine, politics. Why can't everyone just get along? Yeah, like in musicals. Musicals fix everything. If people listened and learned from musicals, everything would be better. Music, lights and spontaneous choreography. What isn't there to love? If you want to learn all of life's important lessons or just listen to some musical theatre nerds wax lyrical subscribe to Musicals Tell Me Everything I Know wherever you find fun and funny podcasts or at our website at thatsnotcanonproductions.com a That's Not Canon Productions podcast Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.